Friday, August 27, 2021. The Paul Truesdell Podcast. General business and economic observations, individual wealth tips, tricks, tools, and techniques, along with things that made Paul and Team Truesdell raise their eyebrows, shake their heads, and purse their lips while taking a deep breath. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening, reading, or using this podcast and website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes only and agree to our terms of use and privacy policy. Okay boys and girls, it's time to relax with coffee or tea, whiskey or wine, while driving, relaxing, or going for a walk. It's dad's time to talk about things that the limp-wristed, loafer-wearing, soccer dads are afraid to talk about. And for all the emotional-based midwits, this is not the podcast for you. Bye-bye. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the world. Here's dad again. This is your uh, gun-carrying muscle car driving years ago, now driving a luxury vehicle dad. And I know a lot of you've had these uh, soccer moms and soccer dads. And soccer dad is a a daddy that doesn't have the fortitude to tell soccer mommy, no, the kids can play football. The kids can go out and get playing the dirt. And uh, it's okay to get scratched. And, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good kids. That's just the luck of the draw. So let's just move on and do what we got to do. You know, I have three children that I made with my wife. We did the baby batter and out they came. But in total, I've raised a grand total of six children, six of whom my three and, and three others on the majority of their lives when they were little guys and had an impact on them, positive, negative. I'm not going to go into that. Obviously, I think they did okay. I, I know that they did very, very well. One, maybe not so good. Five out of six isn't a bad ratio, right? If you're playing baseball, that's pretty damn good batting average. But I've also helped a lot of children out, and one of the things that we do is we directly assist people. We don't go to these events where you stand around and get your photo taken in order to be, oh, I belong to this club, oh, I, be- oh, I gave money to this foundation, oh, we went to this charitable event. I don't do that crap. I just, I don't, I've never liked that mugging for the cameras, and I don't discuss it. I have a very, very methodical, I, it's none of your damn business where we give our money. If I want to support Let's say you have a, uh, I'll give you a good example. Let's say you have a police officer in, a, in a, a city that does not have crap for benefits. The state doesn't do what they should do for them. The guy gets cancer and dies at a young age and has got a family and they're struggling. Those are the people that I would help if they meet certain qualifications and they're not dirtbags because there are some cops that are dirtbags. It's not nobody's damn business. I think people that get out there and hug and mug and do all that kind of stuff, I, I, just, I literally can't stand them, Okay. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah, Roscoe's with me. But one of the things I want you to always remember, never forget, I, I'm very, very pro in education. I believe you should learn something every single day. I believe most people don't. And so this recently I had a conversation with a fellow, Jimmy. Jimmy, if you're listening, I want to talk a little bit about our conversation. And I learned a little bit about a company called Corsica. I'm going to probably slaughter it. C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A, Corsera, whatever. I don't go, how are you say a damn thing? What I do know is that there are online programs involving education. 
And I want you to think about this for just a minute. If you're going to go to YouTube and you're going to watch all these things and you're going to learn stuff, that's cool. But how do you prove to somebody that you know what you're doing? Now, that piece of paper, that sheepskin, that that is what people use to prove, you know, I have a bachelor's degree, I have a law degree, and you know, eventually over time, nobody questions anything. You just, it's done. You know, you've been doing it forever. If you ask, an, I'll tell you, this is something I've always got to kick. There's a guy down in Tampa, he's an attorney. He still puts on his advertisements. He's like my age. He went to Harvard. Who cares? You've been practicing how long you're successful and you still are so insecure that you got to say, oh, I'm a Harvard graduate. Nobody gives a crap about that. If you go to my LinkedIn page, you will see that I put down that I graduated from the University of Truesdale in Castletown in the Isle of Man. I have a doctorate, a PhD in wealth and its top shelf. And it says here, I'm going to read you exactly what I have, and I'll tell you the reason why I wrote it. If you're reading this and not chuckling and lighten up, bottom lines don't care about pedigree unless you're showing a dog, and even then I prefer a loyal mutt with common sense. I'm a very open-minded businessman whose business is based upon my 10 Ps, people, product, process, price, performance, protocol, passion, persistence, patience, and philosophy. The right people for the right job, an appropriate product to fit a true need, efficient and effective processes, non-discriminatory pricing, productive communication protocols, top shelf performance, absolute and unequivocal passion. If you got the 10 Ps, you've got a good bit of luck. You've got a shot at the 1% club. Regarding luck, never forget that for some if it wasn't bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. Therefore, be appreciative and don't call me if you're full of yourself. So that literally is my summary of what I believe about education. I've always said this. I do not want, listen, if you're the valedictorian and you, you know, you went the whole nine yards and boy, I mean, you're just the greatest thing since white sliced bread. I don't want to, I will not hire you. You're not employable to me. The person that is employable Oh, you got a B, you got a B plus average, A minus. I like that. Straight A's, I don't want, I won't even, I will not even interview you if you got a straight A average. You're not, won't do it. Because unless you have played sports, unless you have done things, unless you've worked, I mean, I'm telling you, give me somebody, give me a kid that's got a B plus average that worked in college nearly full time. They did a little of this, they did a little of that. They've got, you know, you say, hey, listen, we need you. They understand it. They can do project management. And this is where I want to bring this up. Friend of mine, Jimmy, um, I like this guy a lot. Jimmy's looking for uh, a career change. And so if you are looking for someone in project management, public relations, that sort of thing, give me a call. Call me at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. Use extension one. You'll get to one of our team members. We usually do not pick up the phone, but we'll call you back and I'll give you all his information and endorsement, okay? But one of the things he did is he, he went on this Coursera, I guess it all, Coursera, oh yeah, we'll do Coursera, C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A, Coursera, we'll do that. And I guess you can basically pay a flat fee on a monthly basis, and I think you can take an unlimited number of courses. I'm not sure how it works. I'm not going to get into it. I don't care. But what I do know is that if you are looking to improve yourself, you have to prove to people that you have improved yourself. And one of those ways is to do a podcast where you can opine, you can articulate things, you can show people you know what you're doing. If you listen to my podcast and go, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, he's never done a podcast in his life, screw you because I know what I'm doing. But you have to do things like that. One of the things we are going to be offering you and everyone else out there in the near future is our podcasting platform called Dispatch. We've talked about it for a long time. It takes years to do these things. I'm like a, I'm like a dog with a bone. I will not let it go. Fixed cost financial came to me as a result of black Monday that took place on October 19th, 
1987. Two days later, on the 21st, on Princess Palm Boulevard, across the street from the state of Florida, the Florida Fairgrounds, in the in the, the boardroom of the Southern Parkway Commerce Bank, I wrote on a legal pad, why pay more? And from there, that concept of fixed cost investing, a, a, a trademark, a service mark that we have, and fixed cost financial, the genesis was born. That's a long time ago. Had to get myself in a position financially where we could do what we want to do without any outside money. Once you take money from somebody on the outside, they start to tell you what to do. I'm a venture capitalist. I'm doing this myself. But when you are looking to sell yourself, there's a lot of different things you can do. One is you can write a book. So if you take a course, you get a degree, then take that material, regurgitate it, put it into your own words and write a book and publish it. If you are able to write a book, you are telling people you know what you're doing. So for those of you who are struggling getting jobs, take the extra effort and write a book. If you want help on that, let me know. I'm not going to give it to you for free. I'll charge you some nominal price. I'll, I'll spend a half hour to hour with you and I'll show you how to write a book. But you're writing a book not to sell and to become the next author of Gone with the Wind or War and Peace, or you're not looking to be the next fiction writer like John Sanford or John Grisham. You're, you're writing a book that you can actually give basically as a pamphlet, I know what I'm doing. The other way to do this is to have a podcast. You can say, look, you want to know about what I'm doing? I have a podcast that discusses this stuff and people are going to go, oh, cool. You actually do know what you're talking about. So if you need some career advice, you're struggling, let me know. I will get you pointed in the right direction, but I'm not going to do it for free. I'll do it a hell of a discount because I have a passion for it. But one of the things you should do is instead of sitting in your couch like your soccer dads and soccer moms, and you're watching Fox and CNN, and you're watching some stupid fat-ass show on ABC, NBC, CBS, you're watching some depraved show on, on Showtime or HBO, maybe take a course online. If it's not that expensive, especially if they got fixed pricing on it, continually build your repertoire of knowledge and you get a certificate that you can show, hey, I've done this. It might open some doors and you might actually learn something. Oh, well, I can go on YouTube and learn things. Yeah, you can go and learn YouTube. How do you prove that you did it? Well, you can prove it if you write a book, do a podcast, tell people how to do things. So this uh, Coursera, I guess it is, is, is kind of cool. Um, is it worth it? I don't know. Um, I think Coursera can be an incredible asset for those who want to make clean, clear advancements in areas where they need marketable skills or professional qualifications. But when you go to college, let me make something really clear to you. You go and get an online degree. A guy like me is always going to ask you, did you have an opportunity to sit down with people and shoot the breeze? You see, here's the big thing. Once we all get out of college, and let me go back and, and redo this. When I was in college in my, at university, my undergraduate, I spent a tremendous amount of time at the campus bar. It was called the Gast House. We had pony pitchers. You could buy a pony pitcher of beer for 25 cents. And for 25 cents, you could get a bag of sour cream and onion chips. Now, I always packed some bread, some peanut butter, and some jelly. This is before they had the little tear things and all that kind of stuff. And I would always make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I had my backpack, and I would get myself, and of course, I was in college. I was underage. I started college when I was... <laughs> See, that was when drinking was 18 and nobody cared. So you had your, you had your student ID, nobody cared. At 16, 17, and didn't, didn't give a shit. Yeah, you got a college ID, got your university ID. But I spent a tremendous amount of time either in the library or down at the bar. And we played sheep's head. 
and I had a crew of guys and we talked and we shot the breeze. And I've never been able to replicate that like we had then. Somebody would go to class, somebody else would go to class, take notes, come back. You know, I, I, I always admit, I'm the guy, just, I, college to me, I could have done in six months. Boring. I was always bored in high school. I was always bored in elementary school. I've always been bored in college, bored in law school, just bored out of my mind. It's going to be the damn test. But what I did learn is from talking to people and engaging. I learned more about life and doing things and working. My God, all the different jobs I had when I was in college. I mean, I probably spent more time working than I did going to college. I just had had to show up enough. And very fortunate, I was very fortunate to have a a professor, uh, Dr. Bibby, who, well, Bibby and Stein and, and Smith. I was very lucky that these guys saw something in me and I was able to relate to it in the movie 21, where they learned to play blackjack and the kid basically gets a pass because he already knew his stuff. So yeah, whatever. You just take the test and keep on going. I had some professors that understood that. Of course, I did work for them. I wrote a, a, a paper on the Ethiopian and Somalian conflict during the Ford administration and how we should have non-intervention and let the Soviets... Uh, go ahead and play both sides and they would wind up losing because eventually they would both be mad at the Soviet Union. So being non-interventionist instead of always being involved in the domino theory and the Cold War theory, just step back and let these people beat the shit out of each other. Last man standing, they're going to hate the Soviets and we wind up getting at least one ally with less costs. It wound up going to the Ford administration and I got a nice little letter and, and yada, yada, yada. That opened doors at unbelievable doors, unbelievable doors. People say, how did you get to, that's how I did it. I took a risk. And I learned that in college by sitting around and shooting the breeze with people. Unfortunately, today, people don't do that. There's all networking. Oh, let me tell you what I do. And I pitch and you never hear it from me again. I hate networking. All of you people I've met on networking, most of you are full of shit. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You, you don't have professions or legitimate professions, and you don't follow up with anything. You don't. Or I scare the shit out of you because I use video and audio, and I have all these di- and I actually have opinions. I'm not your soccer dad. I'm not going to baby you. When you get hurt, I'm not going to slap you. I'm going to help you. But you know what? You got to eventually stand up and do, and, and you got to you got to spit the the lollipop out of your mouth and got to stand up and be a man. Okay? Ladies need to be ladies. Men need to be men. Those that are confused and want to be a combination, go knock yourself out. But don't shove your shit down our throats. We're not. If I don't want it, I, if I'm not interested, if I'm not into your debauchery, that's my right. You don't have to be me. I don't have to be you. But when it comes to education, never stop. That's the point. The point is with me is that it's always the same thing. This is your dad talking to you. The day you graduate high school is not the day you stop reading. If anything, you're going to read a hell of a lot more. A real lawyer, a real lawyer reads all the time. They know how to to dissect a case. They know how to do project management. They understand critical thinking. It's about problem solving. Real law enforcement officers can do that. The overwhelming majority can't. And the overwhelming majority of the population of the country can't do that worse shit because the education system, which I talked about the other day, is full of shit. Dot the I's, cross the T's, no child left behind. Screw that. Some of these kids need to be left behind for their own good. Now, the bottom line is simply this, and then we'll get out of here. I don't like, I cannot stand hypocrites. I cannot stand people who are bold-faced liars. I have no problem with variable change. Tomorrow or the next day, maybe I'll give you my little example on variable change and how it works. You have to be willing to change. You have to keep your, I got a a, a fellow I once knew years ago in the financial services industry in St. Pete, 
Scott said that had this phrase, you got to keep your legs, you got to you got to stay flexed, your legs flexed on the uh, surfboard of life. And I thought that was kind of a, I think that's what he said, something like that. It was true. You got to, you got to stay flexible, but you got to stand up and you got to get and ride the wave. And if you don't, if you don't get out into the, out in the ocean, if you don't paddle like hell, I mean, think about it. When you're surfing, it's a pain in the ass to get out there, paddling and going through the waves. And then you're waiting and waiting for that right one. You, you don't get those perfect curls all the time. But when you get it, all of the falling, all of the practicing, and you catch that one. I mean, you're in it and you're sliding through. That is the greatest thing. Momentary rush. Okay. That's life. Life is about preparing and working and not stopping. I had a conversation with a lady recently who got COVID and said, you know what? As a result of this, I'm going to start changing some things. Yeah. And I give her credit. She actually said to me, the things that you say make sense. Physical wealth is the second most important component of wealth. Remember, the six are emotional, physical, intellectual. Okay, let me go back. I did that back backwards, and it's my mistake because I'm tired, and, and it's a long day. The six components of wealth involve mindset, physical, emotional, intellectual, relationship, and financial. You got to have the right mindset, okay? Not going to get into that. But the second most important component is physical, which involves daily strength, endurance, and flexibility training. When you get done listening to this, get your ass up. Stand up and you know, for some of you who haven't done a push-up in, in maybe 40, 50 years, do a damn push-up. Do one push-up a day every day for seven days, and next week, do two. By the end of the year, you'll be doing 50 push-ups in a row. Does it work? Believe me, I know. I've done that, okay? And it's amazing what it'll do to your physical fitness, your, 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 the shape of your, your chest and your just everything. Same thing with doing a squat. Do a squat. One, by the end of the year, you'll be doing 50. One sit-up. Now, if I said to you, listen, I want you to do 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, and 50 squats, most of you would be out of breath and you'd be going, <gasps> you'd be like having a heart attack. One. Oh man, it's going to take a year. You went, took four years, five years, or six years to go to college. Me, <laughs> I was in and out in a heartbeat, overloaded like crazy. But that's me. You don't, you took four years to get your college degree. Hey, if you did that same thing, you'd be doing 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, and 200 squats. You'd be in pretty damn good shape. Not only would your brain be in good shape, your body would be in good shape. You get a cuter guy, you get a cuter woman. Does that make sense? Of course it makes sense. Strength, endurance, and flexibility training every single day with natural nutrition and hydration and everything in moderation. Next time you go to get a, I swear to God, next time you go to get a bag of chips, go to the store and buy a damn cucumber. Get a cucumber, slice it up, get a little bit of crunch. You want some salt? Put some salt on the damn thing. You want to have some extra spice? Put some hot sauce on. Put some peppers, uh, uh, some, yeah, some pepper on it. Mix it up, put a little cheese on it. You got your crunch. It satisfies that thing that we all have, that crunchy thing, right? You know your mouth's watering right now. As soon as I said the word potato chips and crunch, your mouth started watering. You know it, I know it. It's the way it works. We're, we're, we're like Pavlov's dogs. That's the reason why all the propaganda on the COVID and the vaccine's working. Nonstop Chinese water torture. Da-da-da-da-da. You got to get it or you're bad. You got to get it or you're bad. I've got friends who's, especially the women, these women are they're, they're getting vaccines. But, oh, well, my friends, my buddies, everybody's doing it. Oh, I can't go here. I can't go there. Well, then screw it. You don't talk about a lack of intestinal fortitude. I wouldn't, I'm, I won't say the fact you got no balls, but that's really what a lot of you, you have. You have no balls. You just, you're just comporting to whatever anybody says. Oh, Fauci said it all. See, CNBC said it all. CNN said it all. Everybody's saying it. Well, yeah. And everybody's falling to Pied Piper and you're going off the cliff, a bunch of damn lemmings. What the hell's the matter with people? Think for yourself. I just, I don't, I just don't understand. I just, I literally, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it because I hear these people and it's all emotional arguments. So here's the thing. 
I don't care if you have a degree. Yay. What can you do for me? I'm not paying you if you can't do something to make me money. And no, I'm not going to pay you more than what you make me. And when I have an employee, guess what? I set the rules. I mean, there's things I can and can't do, but I set the rules. You are a slave, just like I am a slave to other people. We're all dependent upon working with other people. So when you go to college, when you go to the, you got to network. You have to engage with people. I, I, I hate that word network. You have to socialize. You chit chat. You learn things. That's why you go to the prestigious universities, not to learn anything. I mean, if you're in the hard sciences, that's different. If you're in the hard sciences, you need to be with people who are like you so you can advance mankind. But for everybody else, you're making connections. I mean, that, that's the reality. It's politics. Who do you know? Who can you pick up the phone and call? Yada, yada, yada. Okay, with that, let's get out of here. What's our song for tonight? Well, the song is going to be On My Way, On My Way by Ramon. And on that, I'm on my way out of here. Always remember, never forget, education as you now know it is changing rapidly. Don't waste your time on stupid. If it doesn't make sense, don't do it. Because people like me, it's like the Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Show me the proof. Show me you can do it. With that, we're out of here. Have a great evening. Great day. Great weekend. Bye.